Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Much love and shout out to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Our super producer and host, Dave Shepard, he's joining us, holding it down in the studio live from New York City. And not too far away from him in New Jersey. The game won't and cannot end soon enough as the Chargers are smacking the Jets 20-6. to Two fumbles, two strips here for Zach Wilson tonight. Joey Bosa gets one. Khalil Mack just gets another. And the Chargers are getting ready to punch the ball in to just punctuate what is ultimately going to be a victory. I just shared with you that or if you follow me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called, that uh, one-legged Aaron Rodgers could have done a, a better job tonight for the New York Jets. But, uh... We'll talk about that Aaron Rodgers guy later on in the show. As the Chargers just did score, punching the ball in. The score is currently 26-6 to as I turn my attention away from the screen here in the studio. And uh, I don't know, watch the news on another sports station. Anyway, if you want to talk to me, it's simple. The phone number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'll let you know when Monday Night Football uh, goes to a final as the Chargers are on their way to pulling up to a 4-4 four and four record, and the New York Jets are on their way to falling to 4-4. Four and four. I get started every weeknight, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. In the first hour of the show, right before we went to break, we had an opportunity to talk about Caleb Williams. Uh, unfortunately, we will not be seeing USC competing for uh, a Pac-12 championship, and Caleb Williams in his season looks like it's pretty much going down the tubes. Uh, the next time he really plays for a meaningful game or plays in a meaningful game will likely be in the NFL. I mean, for all things uh, considered. So no back-to-back Heismans here, and he has been criticized a whole hell of a lot for crying. And so I'll get to more of your calls, uh, calls on that shortly uh, as we continue on. I also want to talk to you all about Craig Council, a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a surprise, a big one, that he's moving from one National League Central team, the Brewers, of which he might as well be Mr. Brewer, 
and now he took the Cubs' money. And so now he's going to be the manager of the Cubs. And the Cubs basically told David Ross after a couple weeks ago saying that they're proud of the job that he did, they basically gave him the boot. A matter of fact, this was such big news. Everybody was shocked. Listen to when it broke on CBS Sports HQ today. Listen to this. We've got some breaking news, and it continues to be out of the world of baseball, folks. The Cubs are hiring Craig Council as their next manager. Our insider Jim Bowden confirming that news, and they're moving on from David Ross, who has yet to be officially let go by the Cubs. Council reportedly getting a five-year contract with more than $40 million, making him the highest-paid manager in the sport. He was the Brewer skipper for the past nine seasons before his contract expired, led the Brew crew in the playoffs five of the past six seasons. Ross out on the north side of Chicago after four years and a sub-500 record. The man just helped pull the Cubs out from uh, the sub-500, two ass seasons. He won 83 games. I'm talking about David Ross, and now he got the boot. They got to pay him for one more season. And Craig Council, this is, this is tough for me to even see. I remember Craig Council as a player. He went out there, had no damn batting gloves on. He was uh, doing all that gyrating in the box with his arms and his hands. And then he, he was the, the definition of a scrappy player. Not the biggest dude out there on the baseball field, but somehow, someway, always got the hit, the single, the little slapstick hit that would be a difference maker in the game. World Series champion with the Marlins and then those Diamondbacks and played all those years with the Brewers, even worked in the front office, even did television before he became the manager, and he took the money. The New York Mets said, "Uh, no, thank you. They hired a bench coach from the New York Yankees, Mendoza, and Craig Council, I guess he stays closer to home, and he takes the Cubs' money, and now he's he's out the door. And I know there were a lot of uh, Milwaukee Brewers who pretty much said, man, this dude just left us high and dry. 855-212-4CBS. Marshall is here from Milwaukee. Hey, Marshall, we got a lot of people. Get right to it. I will. Um, it, I wish I, we had more time because uh, there was a lot of complicated stuff in this today. But, you know, I just say this. The Brewers offered him $5.5 million, and um, that would have made him the highest paid manager in, in baseball. And I just think, guys, uh, it, it's too bad. Now, I have Chicago ties, so I'm probably the wrong guy to, to to get on here because I have a soft spot in my heart for the Cubs. However, when those two play, I'm a Brewer fan par excellence here. So it's a tough day. It's it, it's it's disheartening, but I think it highlights, and I'll let you go after this, it just highlights the problems with the pay structure in baseball. As wonderful as it is that we're seeing the wealth of championships spread all over the place. Just witness the Rangers guys and and others over the last 15 years or so. The problem is still the pay scale. You're right, uh, Jr. The NBA, NFL are much different different animals. And uh, I, I thought to myself today, what about the what about the manager that's won four World Series, including this year, Mr. Bochi? I mean, what's he got to be thinking right now? There's just something with this pay scale and this. Something cockeyed here, and that, that I am personally never been a fan of. And I frankly think, guys, the guaranteed contract and all this stuff. Look at Daniel Jones today. I mean, it's ruined sports. It's it, it, well, it's it's been the worst thing to me that's happened to sports. But that's, a, that's, that's a, just me. 
Well, well, thank you, Marshall. Appreciate you for calling from Milwaukee. Why, why wouldn't we? And I know that it's it's a big difference. You bounced around a lot. We really went from basketball to then you went to football with Daniel Jones, who's out with a torn ACL, and then you went right over back to uh, baseball. There are differences, obviously, in the sports, and we know for the NFL because of the history of the injuries or the propensity for the guys to get injured that there are no guaranteed contracts, whether you agree with it or not. I, I, don't, I don't think it is fair to say to a professional athlete, the guys who are actually out there performing, the ones that people want to see, to say, hey, yeah, you, you hit the bricks, you got hurt, hey, we don't want to pay you. I, I don't think that's fair. The money is there. It's risky. As, as much as, as we want to talk about, well, well, why should we guarantee the pay to the athletes? Ain't nobody forcing the owners. Nobody has forced the owners to, to give these dudes these ridiculously long deals. Like, they're collectively bargaining for these contracts. I mean, there's a structure in the NBA for how long you can pay a guy, how long you can pay a dude depending on his age. Maybe you should talk to baseball about the contracts, okay? It's different. And we hear in the NFL right now, running backs don't get their cash. They don't get their money. So every sport has its different nuances. I got no problem with guaranteed contracts because ain't nobody forcing the owners to do this. This is what they're negotiating. 855-212-4CBS. Mark is from California. What's up, Mark? What's going on? Um, How are you? You know, I'm all right. Um, I was at that uh, Washington SC game. I'm actually walking up from my apartment, so you might hear a little noise. But I was at that game. And, I mean, Robert Mathis needs to shut his mouth, dude. Like, honestly, come on. Like, this guy is passionate about everything. If USC had a defense, he'd be, he'd be winning the Heisman, right? I mean, it's, like, it's, it's not even close. And so everyone struggles. It's not the NFL's college. So anybody in the NFL right now, if they would have did that, would have freaked out. When Derek Carr started crying, oh, my God, everyone was going crazy, right? But, I mean, look at what happened with the Raiders situation. I mean, he gave his heart and soul to the team. <laughs> he knew he was leaving. So he showed emotion. Like, these guys are human, especially because they're young. So I don't understand the gist of, like, they're competing for – a national title, everyone screwed them up there. Maybe it was just the expectations of putting him on a pedestal that most people wouldn't have been able to succeed. I know I wouldn't have been able to. The pressure would keep me alive, right? Well, we, so, we know we know everybody out here got to be macho. That's, what it, that's all it is, right? That's it. No crying in sports at all. 855-212-4CBS. Timothy is calling from Cali. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's up, Timothy? Hey, what's up, Jr. Just a quick statement. I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with Caleb crying, but it's, I think it's the way he did it, like just all on his mom, like kind of cradling him, hiding his face in his mom's chest and everything. So I think he would if he would have just cried on the field or with his teammates or with his coach or whatever, it wouldn't have been a big issue. But since he like hugged up with his mom, it's kind of like a I don't want to like say feminine type of thing, but it, that's the way it looks. Oh, you said it what a uh, feminine? Like. Yeah, feminine. Like he's just—it's more like uh, for to be crying in sports is like one for like women and stuff like that, like crying because he is hugging on his mother, so it looks kind of feminine. Okay, all right. Now I'm not—I'm not disagreeing with you. I think a lot of people would agree with you. 
I'm just like, hey, the guy, he ran up on his mom and he cried. I mean, listen, I wish I could go hug up on my mom and cry, but who cares now? I mean, sheesh. Thank you, Tim. I I, I hear you. It's because he went and he hugged his mother. And then she had a big old, I don't know what that was, a flyer or something covering up his face. That's what mothers do. It's just... We gotta call. We gotta call a guy soft. He's a football player crying on his mother. I don't know. It's college, man. He didn't leave his coach. See, it'd be different. Brian Dayball wears his players out in public, right? He's yelling at everybody. When Daniel Jones is healthy, he's cursing him out. He's yelling at the offensive lineman. He's ye- he's yelling at everybody. If Brian Dayball yelled at somebody and the guy went to the sidelines and leaned up against the railing and started crying, then by all means, go ahead, kill the dude. You know, not off the top of my head. I, I, I can't think right off the top. I have seen professional athletes get chewed out by coaches and they sit on the sidelines or sit on the bench and they look like they're about to erupt. They look like they're about to cry. Okay, I've seen it before. I think most of us have seen it. I don't think it's the same when you talk about a dude who is 21 years old playing in college who is missing out on a major opportunity. Not the worst thing in the world. 855-212-4CBS. Charlie is here from College Park, Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Good to talk to you, man. It's only my first or second time calling. Um, I'm also reacting to the the guy that called a few callers ago from southeast Washington, which is where I'm from, too. The guy sounded like a tough guy. Like, you know, in the mean streets of southeast, we don't cry. You lose, you know, you you suck it up. Well, I tell you what, I sucked it up a lot of times as a kid and as an athlete into college and semi-pro. There's nothing wrong with crying. I cry when I see the movie Secretariat. I cry when I see the 1980 uh, Olympic hockey team. It stirs me as an athlete. It's greatness. Also, you know, most people that call your show call a lot of sports talk shows, which I listen to. Most of us, and I'm including myself, and I think I've got some sense of it, most of us don't have any idea of the effort and the sweat and the sacrifice and the the investment that, that athletes, men and women, no matter what, put into their craft. And it hurts, man, you know? You work so hard, and you come so far, and you come so close, and you don't get it. It's the moment, too. It's just like, hey, we sacrifice together. We're brothers. We we have the camaraderie in the locker room. That's what the emotion is about. That's what the crying is about, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Thanks, Jr. All right. Well, thank you, Charlie, for calling from College Park, Maryland. That goes to what Shep said. Shep's like, hey, man, Shep. It ran if you haven't heard the first hour of the show Shep ran a marathon New York City Marathon 26.2 miles Shep went out there and ran it Shep how many uh, uh, well how many how many sports radio hosts in the country do you think could do what you did yesterday host, uh, host a five hour show and then run well, I mean, if you want to give yourself, if you want to give yourself one of one, then right, then by all means. But I'm just saying, in general, just go run a marathon. Like uh, have done it, could do it, like right. tomorrow, next right. month. Right. Um, 
let's say that let's say there's about let's say there's about a hundred national sports radio hosts. Um, I would say maybe three. Oh my God! Yeah, that's that's some tough doing, man. Yeah. And so even even to think about to the point that the gentleman just in a New York Jets can't even score an accident touchdown at the end of a game. What a sickening sight this is. Hey, Shep, you know what they should do? And, and, and Salah is like, he's chewing on the back of his tongue right now. The Jets are losing 27 to 6. They had a chance for a touchdown in the end zone. It, it's a meaningless touchdown. And the ball was dropped right off of CJ Uzama's chest. Even Zach Wilson has to turn and, and Shep, what the Jets should do is just take a knee and end the game. Is that really is that quitting? You know what? They, he's what, what they, sack him, sack him, sack him. What, 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 if, if Robert Sala is smart at all, I know some people would beg to differ, but if he is smart at all, he's saying, well, you know what, Zach, and you know what? Are they going to gonna the kick a field goal? Right. You know what? Like when we had to score, we finally did, and we just kind of got to build off that last possession. I mean, that's the only reason why you score here. There's 34 seconds in the game. The Jets are losing 27 to six. That's embarrassing. They can't kick a field goal. They gotta go for it, right? Yeah. I think everyone's wondering the same thing right now, Jr. How you the go hell? for it on you die on the sword. Yeah, that too. But how the hell? I hope they don't convert on four. <laughs> I hope they don't. How the hell has Zach Wilson won three games? And I, I don't count oh, that first one. Forget that. Forget that. Yeah. If somebody scores a touchdown, do they celebrate? <laughs> well, well, we know the answer. No, they didn't score. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, how pathetic. I mean, the Jets have played some crap teams, man. It's just Rob Sala, I know he's uh I believe he's a man of, of Muslim faith. I don't believe he drinks. By the way. Yes. I got the Eagles on drink. I got the speaking of uh people that don't drink, I got the Eagles on line one. The Eagles? Well, you said the Jets have beat some crappy teams. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not yeah, but there's always I mean, exceptions. Thinking, but they're I'm the only team that's done that. Of the, I'm thinking immediately of the Giants. Uh, true, and they remember Jr. And their own... defense is what has uh, kept them alive. Of here. course, and they almost beat the best team in the AFC. This is some crap here. Yeah, well, Patrick Mahomes had a. He was out there playing schoolyard uh, football on a Sunday night. It, it's a final score. San Diego, I want to call them San Diego so bad. The Los Angeles Chargers beat the Jets 27-6. to Chargers move their record to 4-4. Four and four. Jets fall to 4-4. Four and four. Aaron Rodgers is also here uh, now on to the field. Dalvin Cook is rolling his eyes like, why am I still here? You know it's bad when Zach Wilson is rolling his eyes at his own receivers. I mean, well, damn. We'll keep you up to date on, well, the game is now over. I just gave you the final. 27-6, to the Chargers beat the New York Jets. Just an ugly waste of time. Monday night football game. At least the Chargers stay alive. The, the New York Jets miss an opportunity to, uh, to, to move that record up, really. To go 5-3. and three. They miss it. 855-212-4CBS. Adam is calling from Illinois. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, the reason I was calling was with the Caleb Williams thing, I don't think people necessarily are coming at him just because he was crying. I think if he was just crying after the game, you probably would have heard people say he's passionate, he wanted to win, it's been a rough couple 
weeks for him. I think the problem was is that last year when it happened with was it Max Duggar, the quarterback at TCU, and they Duggan. put up the picture of him crying in the press conference, he retweeted it and said, LOL, like he was laughing at the guy. So I think people are like, well, karma's coming back to bite you. Here you go. I'm glad that you brought that up, but I would say most people don't necessarily remember that or even even care. Uh, I think most people see a dude crying and they, they don't point out, hey, you know, this is this is what he said last year, and uh, now he's the one. Cry-. I think most people just see a dude crying uh, and they want to get at him. I, I understand I, what you're saying, but I don't think the majority of people are thinking that at all or have thought well, about that. I'll I'll say this: so I I'm an usher at Notre Dame. So I was there when he lost that game and the fans rushed the field. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think, like, ha, 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 like, his stock's going down or anything like that. I was like, man, we beat a good quarterback that day. So, I mean, as a fan of the sport, I, I didn't – I never looked at it like I would, anyone was attacking him. I actually didn't even see people attacking him until after I saw the picture of that tweet go viral. Then I felt like everything I saw was about people attacking him. So maybe it's a little bit of both, but I do think that plays a little bit bigger picture uh, for how people are coming at him. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe for a small minority, but I would say you, you got to think about this as the whole damn country. Most people just see a dude crying. It's it's all about imagery, Adam. People don't people don't dig deep. I appreciate you bringing it up. It's an excellent point. Thank you for calling from Illinois. Most people just see a dude crying, ain't thinking about the who, what, why, when, and where, and what happened last year. It's just that's it. People are scrolling through Twitter and Instagram or X and Facebook, and it's oh, he's crying after the game, or what type of punk cries after a football game. And people, people have strong emotions for the simplest things. It's just what it is. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break. Unfortunately, we're going to talk about the Chargers and the Jets. Uh, Chargers beat the Jets tonight 27-6 to in New Jersey. And then we got more to get into. We'll talk about the Eagles. We'll talk about the Chiefs. And I know we talked about Craig Council. There's some other words when it comes down to coaches. Bill Belichick answering questions, I guess, about his job security. Jim Harbaugh answering questions about his future in Michigan. We have so much more to do. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I just want to tell you, dude, I, I'm, I'm a late night guy. I've been listening to your show for a long time. This is awesome calling and talking to you. Um, I just want to I want to be a ray of sunshine for you tonight. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. The New York Jets just lose the, to the Chargers. The final score there 27 to 6. Every team in the AFC East lost in this week. Dolphins go to Germany, lose. Jets just lost. Bills lose to Cincinnati last night, Sunday night football. The New England Patriots, they lose to Washington at home. Just uh, sad and pathetic here. And they 
had a chance to come back and win, and then they well, Mac Jones threw an interception. Ugh. The Patriots are now two and seven. Who would have thought the Patriots would be two and seven? The Jets just fell to four and four. Can't muster a damn thing with the offense. It's just, it's just pitiful all the way around. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We have some callers here. I'm going to talk to them. Hear some of the the big play calls from the Chargers. Has some big defensive plays, offensive plays, special team plays. Any way that the Chargers could contribute to beating the Jets, they did so. The New York Jets couldn't score by accident tonight. Brian is calling from here in Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Brian? Hey, what's up, Big Bubba? How you doing tonight? I'm great. How are you? Good. And before we start this off, I just want to give peace and love to John Fricky, who did have an accident earlier this week. Hope he's doing well. 92.9 Odyssey team right there. That man is amazing, and I hope he's doing well. Um, you guys have no idea what you do, reference um, Allure. So I called a couple of days ago with Jason Romero, who did that stuff for Quan. Since then, he's dressed for other NFL players. So I just want to say congratulations to your reach. It is amazing. It, it, it's, it's insurmountable. Like, I said one thing on the radio, and you guys reached way more people than I thought we were ever going to go to. So thank well, th- you for well, that. Thank you, Brian. Well, make sure he dresses me for free, okay? Uh, oh, yeah, he will. He's, oh, You know what? That's the story for uh, tomorrow. Also, okay. congratulations to Chef on the marathon and one other marathon guy. I got to go because if I can't, Abe Gordon from 92.9, our super producer, loyal man, also finished a marathon. Love you guys. Stay safe. Well, thank you, Brian. Appreciate you for calling from, from Abe. Abe ran a marathon. Chef, do you know who that is? I know, I know an Abe and I know a guy named Gordon, so sure. No, I, I got to talk to him and see. I got to see what marathon he ran. Anyway, Mark is here from Nova Scotia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Mark? Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Just want to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Uh oh. Look, this guy needs to be suspended. And, you know, this is, I really think this comes down to accountability. Um, first of all, I'm not buying the whole, I didn't know anything. This was a rogue assistant. It, even if that's the case, the buck stops there. I, I, I'm not even the Jim Harbaugh hater. I'm going to sound like one. But this needs to be a meaningful suspension. He needs to be suspended for the last three games. Wow. Including the game. Ohio Okay, State. Michigan right now, there's this culture of just, you know, basically going right up to the line and crossing it. And I do think, and I know a lot of people are going to think that I am blowing this out of proportion, but I think a lot of people are being far too lenient. That's all I'm going to say. I think he needs to be suspended for those last three games. There's the Penn State game, Maryland, Ohio State. I know that if he is... It's already been reported that he will be taking legal action to block that. NCAA needs to man up and make that decision. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mark, for calling from Nova Scotia. Yeah, I've heard and read the same thing that everybody else has. 
that if there is to be any sort of suspension of, of Jim Harbaugh, that he's going to try to file an injunction and, and hold off so he can at least finish up the season. You know, I sat here last week and pretty much said that I don't care win or lose, however the season ends for Michigan. They may lose to Ohio State. They could go win a national championship. However it ends, I, I see him back in the NFL likely coaching the Raiders. And if you want to talk about Michigan, we've heard this over the weekend, that Mark Davis, for however nutty I find him to be, that he is he's, he's talking and utilizing Tom Brady as a potential sounding board as well. Uh, when it's time to think about who the next head coach is. We've already heard that Jim Gray is someone who he's also consulting with. So uh, between what – Chef, why doesn't he just book himself on the uh, – what is that thing called? Let's go? Is that what Tom Brady does? Uh, yes, with Jim Gray and, and sometimes Larry Fitzgerald, yes. They, they, they can sit down and do a roundtable on who the next Raiders coach can be. Uh, but listen, if you got to connect more Michigan dots – then, then throw, then throw Tom Brady in here as well to be an advocate for this man Harbaugh to go ahead and coach the team. So, you want to talk about an injunction stopping a suspension? All a man needs is is three games minimum. All he needs is to go through the rest of the season, however long it's going to be for Michigan. I'd be shocked unless they get smashed by Ohio State for them not to make the college football playoffs. So, look, the man just needs to get through the rest of the season, and I think he's gone. That's it. Whether they decide to push him out or whether he decides to leave or however the hell they decide to call it mutually, I, I don't see Harbaugh sticking around as, and, and being the coach of Michigan uh, for next year. A matter of fact, Harbaugh was asked today about the allegations after they beat Purdue over the weekend, and he doesn't want to talk about it too much, but he's like, hey, yeah, we're sticking together. What have you seen from the team? Are they, are they angry? The players themselves, are they, are they uniting around this? Or what specifically have you seen from them? Uh, not really. Uh, what I've seen of our players, I think, uh, and what they do, no matter what happens, um, you know, what it is, what, a, what emotion they're feeling, um, you know, list one of the adjectives. I mean, uh, they just they just work. They just want to. They want to find some work, do some work. Um, something could be in their personal life. Something could be, uh, you know, in the in the game of football or or school. Uh, you know, some kind of some kind of stressor or whatever. And you just go to work. Um, find some work. Create some work for you to do. It just it clears the mind. It cleanses the soul. And a lot of times. You get the you get the clarity you need. Not every time, but but a lot of the time you get the clarity you need, and bang, that's uh, that's uh, that's where we go from here. And then you have the benefit. You have the benefit of the of the work that you did, um, and that's always it's always been my personal philosophy. And I, and I see our players doing the same thing. Ah, very philosophical for a dude who, when he gets off the stage, is talking to his lawyers. Very interesting. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from a head coach who isn't as verbose, and that happens to be Bill Belichick. And then as well, congratulations to this man, Keenan Allen. He got himself a record today as the Chargers beat the Jets. 
It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I listen to you five days a week, and uh, it's great to decompress with you all the time. I don't watch the Four Letter Sports Channel. I listen to JR. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Yeah, JRSB. I like that. Thank you so much. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Head coach Rob Sala is talking about his miserable ass football team. The New York Jets lose tonight to the Chargers. The final score, 27-6. to Aaron Rodgers was in attendance to see Zach Wilson get slapped around, fumble the ball, see a couple of Jets drop the ball, a couple of fumbles, a whole lot of sacks. Hey, and then also, hey, Keenan Allen on his way to being the first Chargers wide receiver to haul in more than 10,000 career yards so I guess there was there was positivity at least well not for the for the Jets for for the Chargers I mean Keenan Allen just in a general sense today for the game he was able to go out there haul in eight catches for 77 yards Justin Herbert only had to pass the ball for 136 yards Uh, the Chargers special teams did a lot of work their defense did a lot of work and actually all things considered here this was pretty wild. The New York Jets outgained the Chargers in total yards 270 to 191. The New York Jets, who were absolutely pathetic in passing the ball, outgained them in net 206 to 107. And the Jets, their defense had five sacks. The Chargers' defense had eight. This was an ugly game. It started off ugly, real ugly. Special teams touchdown to get things going. Darius Davis, 87-yard punt return in the first, put the charges up on the board. Take a listen to this, courtesy of Westwood One. Jets will punt from left to right, and 37-year-old Thomas Morstead will get the belt-high long snap and a right-footed punt. He is sent down the far side, backpedaling is Davis. The catch on a squat at the 12. Breaks a tackle, 15, up the middle of the 20. Breaks a tackle, 30. Foot race to the 40. Down the near side, 50. On the numbers, the 40. He's going to go. The 20, the 10. They'll chase him, but they will not catch him. It's a punt return touchdown. 87-yard return. Yeah, that was pretty much the, the open. That was the first score of the game, and that's when you knew the Jets were going to be in for something. And they, they were because they, they couldn't score uh, worth a damn. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Keenan Allen. I told you the man hauled in 77 yards on eight receptions. He's now the first Chargers wide out to go for more than 10,000 yards receiving. Listen to this courtesy the Chargers radio network. Herbert to throw. Pressure throws right. Has a man. Keenan caught it. What a grab. Oh, my goodness. What a grab. 
He spun all the way around with one arm, is able to haul that in. What an amazing catch. And what a way to go for 10,000 yards. Yeah, he was walking around with that football on the sidelines. He didn't waste no time in, in marking up that football, letting everybody know that it was his. And then after the game, after the win, 27-6 over the Jets, Keenan Allen, he spoke with Scott Van Pelt. Take a listen to this on ESPN. 10,000 receiving yards, man. Like, I, we, we showed the catch. We showed you putting it on uh, the, 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 the scribbles on it there on the sidelines. What does that number signify to you as you think about it right now? Uh, just consistency, man, um, hard work, um, resiliency, man. I done, I done been through a couple injuries uh, that kept me off the field. Um, and, you know, just this hats off to the guys, to the coaches, uh, everybody that I play with, um, Phillip Rivers, uh, Justin Herbert for sure, quarterbacks. Um, you know, just everybody that's, that's been around and been, been a part of the process. Yeah, but hats off to you. I mean, there's a certain level of passion. There's a certain level of want to that, you, that has to be in a person or else at some point you'd be like, look, I've had a hell of a run and I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, what does, yeah, what's the yeah. fuel for you at this stage? Which is not to say, you're far from finished, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the, the passion to do this, to come out week after week and put your body on the line. Like, where's that gas tank for you? It's the off-season hard work, man. Um, you know, you, you put in so much, so much time in, in, in the work and uh, into your craft that you just you got to go out there and make plays. And, um, you know, I've always been a guy who's been productive, you know, on the field and, um, you know, been a guy that the, that the team looks up to to make plays. So, you know, I just try to keep that up. And, um, you know, as long as I can do that, then I'm going to continue to play the game. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Keenan Allen's been playing since 2013. And so to hear him talk about Phillip Rivers is like, well, yeah, damn, of course. Phillip Rivers, he, he, he predated him by about 10 years. And I'm sure since uh, Philip Rivers' name was mentioned, he probably had another baby. <laughs> Shep, how many babies that man? He got like 11 kids? I think it might be 10 or 11. I think he's uh, making an effort to be the uh, new man's Nick Cannon. Uh, JR, in all seriousness, playing this sound clip, how many people do you think listening to your show right now would be able to distinguish that that's the voice of Keenan Allen? Play it again. 10,000 receiving yards, man. Like, I, we, we showed the catch. We showed you putting it on uh, the, 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 the scribbles on it there on the sidelines. What does that number signify to you as you think about it right now? Uh, just consistency, man. Um, hard work. Um, resiliency, yeah, man. I, I don't I, I know, I've been Sean. through a couple uh, injuries. You calling Keenan Allen anonymous? I am. I am, JR. I mean, like, yeah, cool. he's, he's not Devontae. He's not Justin. Uh, he's certainly not the cheetah. He's solid. He's good. We never, he, as he mentioned, he's been through he's been through injuries a lot, you know. So, but the guys, but despite that, to put up ten thousand yards, yeah, and for nobody to ever talk about this guy, we never talk about him. Well, there's a few reasons why. I mean, well, the, the team that he plays for, what do they do? Nothing. What, what do the Vikings choke. do? What do the Vikings? I mean, Jared, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be just, like in all seriousness. What do the what is Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a great story, you know, like fifth, four, fourth, fifth round pick, overachieves, great contract and all that. But what have the Vikings done? We still talk about Justin Jefferson all the time and moving on up. Well, it's it's different. Justin Jefferson is a young, dynamic receiver. It's it's very different. Keenan Allen is a smallish wide receiver who typically goes out and plays in a long sleeve T-shirt. I mean, there's a, there's a difference here. It has to do with the team that he plays for, 
and the Chargers get less attention than the Minnesota Vikings. It has to do with the team never going anywhere. It has to deal with his injuries. It has to deal with his size. He ain't jumping out of the gym. He's not scaring anybody. He's just consistent. And I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And God bless him. I mean, he's he, yeah, he played with Phillip Rivers. And the other dude who has more than 10,000 yards also played with Phillip Rivers. Man, he could probably still play today if he wanted to. Is Antonio Gates. First ballot soon. Yeah, well, he, he might as well be out there still playing basketball. <laughs> right. All these true. tight ends play basketball, and they just hop in the NFL and whoop ass. Hi, Tony Gonzalez. JR, it's, it's amazing. Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and Keenan Allen. Out of all four of those guys, it's Keenan Allen that has the most career receiving yards. Well, he's been around longer. Right, but 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 Tyreek, I mean, he's no spring chicken. Neither is Diggs. Neither is Cooper. Yeah, but he's been around longer in a passing offense. They don't do nothing but throw the ball. <laughs> right. He's thirty-two years. He's about to be thirty-two years old. And in the and, and in the nine and in the ten years that he's been in the NFL, Jr. And I'm not. This is not an insult on you. I'm just talking about the lack of attention and lack of notoriety that it seems like every other Chargers player has, with the exception of Dan Fouts, Danny Tomlinson, Junior Seau, Antonio Gates, and Phillip Rivers, maybe Drew Brees to some extent. I've never heard any national radio sports show talk host ever mention Keenan Allen. Well, there's nothing there's nothing exciting about him, man. He just goes and he plays. Yeah. He's not a – right. I, I told you, he's not a dominating figure. He's not going to lead the league in yards. He's not going to lead the league in touchdowns. And when he plays, he just – he just goes – it's nothing spectacular about him. I mean, I could think about Justin Jefferson and and and, and not even Diggs, but Devontae Adams. These dudes are built like racehorses. That's not, that's not Keenan Allen. He looks like a dude playing in short sleeves, man, or long-sleeve T-shirt. Anybody playing professional sports in a, in a long-sleeve T-shirt looks like a loser. It's just the facts. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Speaking about a loser, Zach Wilson just stepped to the podium. Oh, my God. We'll hear from Zach Wilson on this loss. We'll hear from Rob Sala, who looked like he wanted to grind his teeth. The Jets lose tonight, 27-6 to the Chargers. We'll talk about this. Hear from another loser in Bill Belichick. We got a lot to do here on CBS Sports Radio. Plus, we'll hear about some winners, Eagles, Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 